It's a thrilling race to save the planet on a course you can create yourself. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Sean. And I am Mock Rider. Oh, that is, no, that is Joe. Joe. That's you cannot pretend you're Mock Rider. I was told several times that I am Mock Rider. <laughs> oh, I was told pretty much you, at every level. I was told you are Mock Rider. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Joe is Mock Rider. Yeah, me. Oh, exactly. okay, yeah. Everyone yeah. else's copy says you, but oh, so Joe's they, copy says, oh, it says I am Mock Rider. <laughs> so you're, you're no, it's telling me. me that I am Mock Rider, and I assumed everybody else's copy said Joe is Mock Rider. Oh, okay. That's like super weird. It's like, it's like, hey, all this stuff is happening in the future. Joe is Mock Rider. <laughs> uh, guys, if you didn't figure it out, we're talking about Mock Rider, and uh, I know some of you were probably like really concerned because I didn't say Mock Rider at the start. Usually I say the title of the game. This time I just read the back of the box. But hey, welcome to the Mock Rider episode. It says it right on the title episode. Uh, uh, guys, Mock Rider uh, takes place in like the year 2112. 2112. Yeah, yeah, 2112. We're getting very close. Very close to that. Uh, and it's starting to look a lot similar. There's <laughs> just but oil drums everywhere. I bring up the 2112 thing real fast because I actually want to talk about our like date system and stuff because people are getting a little concerned here about like the integrity of this chronological order. And I'm just going to throw it out there and like re- restate this again. I think we did this like a couple episodes back and stuff. There is no way to know. The chronological order of these NES games, okay? And I'm sorry if that, like, ruins the premise of this show for some people, but, like, just to give you an example, like, Nintendo swears that soccer came out in 1987. I found pictures of it in 1985. Fake news, You know, uh, this is considered, Mock Rider is considered a launch game by Nintendo, but a very, uh, like, well-regarded electronic computer magazine actually has, like, an issue from 1986 where they say... Coming in August, Mock Rider, you know, like they actually like have a release date calendar. And I think like that holds more weight than Nintendo being like, yeah, 1985. At least we're trying. You yeah, know? I think we are trying. It's and I mean, gist. Nintendo might be getting their dates confused with the Japanese stuff, too, because yeah. uh, this game came out in Japan in like late 84, or early 85, something like that. So I just want to get that out of the way. I don't want anybody being like, you're not doing them in order. It's like we're doing them close enough. OK, right. if we if we started reviewing like Flintstones 2. <laughs> then you could be like, oh, something's wrong, because we haven't even done Flintstones 1 yet. Again, Mike just using but, a straw man against our audience. Like, why, well, who's yelling at you, Mike? Is no, yelling one, at you? no one is yelling at me, but I'm glad you asked about people, because uh, James from Milwaukee wrote into the show, just like you can, at contact at nostalgiacast.com, and he writes, guys, what genre of game do you prefer? It doesn't have to be retro. What's your favorite genre? Joe? Huh? Well, I know you said it doesn't have to be retro, but if I'm talking about retro, I think it's RPG. Okay. Like JRPG, I guess. Um, Otherwise, I don't know. It's tough. I mean... Maybe it's still RPG. I don't know. I, the, when no, you take out, like, I think you have to go to the answer that you yeah. think about, when you know, because it's yeah. like we all play all different kinds of genres, right. but the yeah. one that springs into your head right. is probably the one you play the most. Right. And when you step out of uh, retro, I think I have a harder time deciding. But retro, I think it's definitely RPG. 
I mean, right now I've just been in a really big like grand strategy kick where I've been playing a lot of like paradox games. I know that has this is a far cry from what we've been doing recently. <laughs> I can't wait to play a four X yeah. NES game. Yeah, <laughs> like I've been playing Crusader Kings and Stellaris, and but between that and the other thing, uh, I've been playing like uh, Western RPGs. I yeah, stuff like that. So you're more of a, you you really like that large scale strategy stuff but like civ too no yeah like civ mm-hmm. civ's more board gamey but i think it, it's still uh got the same it's got it's in the same family tree same i feel like i, I don't know i i kind of like just individual games more than genres i kind of lean more towards fps games and racing games i think but i mean i play smash bros probably more than anything else you know mm-hmm. smash bros and like going back and playing through the old halos again are pretty much most of big Halo guy, like not as big as you think, like not multiplayer because I didn't have Xbox Live when I was growing up, so just kind of just playing through that, yeah, just like the the solo missions over and over and knowing where everything is. Yeah, my friend, my roommate got uh Game Pass, Microsoft Game Pass, so I'm playing through Halo Five right now. Very different, but still <laughs> still enjoyable. And, and for me, there's there's just something about JRPGs that I default to. Like, I I really like platformers, and that's, like, something I didn't even recognize until, like, even just games like Rayman Origins. I was like, I'm really enjoying this game. And it's like, oh, I, I like platformers. Like, it's just something I never said out loud. <laughs> but, like, JRPGs is something, like, I recognize as something that I really, really enjoy. And, and I'm telling you, know, I'm not talking about just retro JRPGs, but there's something about like playing one of those older games that, that you've heard about for a while and you're finally getting around to because like there's still so many Super Nintendo and PS1 are, uh, JRPGs to get to that I still haven't even touched like Vagrant Story and stuff like that yeah. that I'm just like, you know, I'm hyped to know that those still exist and I, uh, it's probably going right. to be a never ending journey for me. Yeah. Uh, just uh, there's going to a little bit of a tangent. I, w- I really want to play Vagrant Story as well because I just love the aesthetic that I see in it. But I know I'm going to be disappointed because it just looks like a, it looks like a game I really want to play. I know it's not going to be perfect. I've heard that it's <laughs> I've heard that it's a, a lot clunkier playing it today. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the combat system is, it, you know, it's one of those unique ones again. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're a guy that likes Final Fantasy eight. So and I I'm do. not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> people also, have a huge problem with that combat Final system, Fantasy, so. which I know is a rare Anyway, so that. Yep. Anyway, but like, thanks. So that's Mock Rider. Uh, it was James. <laughs> okay, James. <laughs> but James from Milwaukee. Thanks for thanks for writing in, guys. Uh, we're gonna talk about Mock Rider here. Uh, interestingly enough, an uncredited design team. So I have no idea who made this game. Uh, obviously, oh. Nintendo did. Like we can imagine Miyamoto in in some way uh, was working on this game, but there's no like. Who was the designer? Who was the producer? Just that information just isn't available. There's no like developer commentaries or anything like that. So I can't give you guys all that fun stuff I usually do where I walk you through the game. So we're just going to move right into the plot of this game because even though there's no story mode, I feel like it's pretty exciting. Uh, Mock Rider takes place in the year 2112, uh, probably because of Rush. And uh, planet Earth has been invaded by evil forces driving vehicles known as Quad Runners. The player controls Mock Rider, or if you're Joe, just you. (laughs) (laughs) Mock Rider travels from sector to sector on a high-powered superbike, searching for survivors and destroying any enemies in his path. Gotta say, I haven't seen any survivors. <laughs> if you did, you <laughs> shot them. So. Yeah, it's it's funny how like in some levels there's just like those destroyed buildings in the background that yeah. you're just driving towards, and it's like it doesn't look great. 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good over there. I don't know if I would be yeah, Maybe just direction. skip that city. I mean, the good Go thing the about the apocalypse is that there's tons of gas on the side of the road, you know, to refill your car. Yeah, and this comes at, like, you know, the peak of the 80s blockbuster and that action era. I, I go right to Mad Max with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but does anybody else feel like any other action movies or uh, allusions to anything else? I mean, yeah, kind of just a blend. I, I think a blend is more of my perception of it. Anyways, I didn't really watch a lot of those movies, but it just yeah. feels like feels. Like I wonder if like Evil Knievel like was <laughs> Evil, big. I'm at thinking that also time. like Tron, just because of the Tron. Movie. Yeah, yeah, the light bike. Kind of yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely uh, um, a combination because while it it definitely feels like Mad Max, he never rode a, a motorcycle. So. You know, which is so funny. <laughs> That's why I thought that this felt like Mad Max the most. Like besides the whole like apocalypse thing yeah, and all yeah. that stuff, I just thought like besides the whole yeah. setting, <laughs> besides the whole setting of that, I could swear I have like this image of. Um, Mel Gibson uh, on a on a superbike or something. Like. Nope, he had the he had that car. And so I thought that was just nice to talk about the plot. But I feel like I need to to spoil something right away because it, it's it's in the plot of the game. You'll notice that it says the player controls Mach Rider, you know, on a high powered superbike, searching for survivors and destroying any enemies in his path. Ooh, Oof. <laughs> that's making a lot so of not, uh, so not a lot everyone. Of assumptions. Not everyone is Mach Rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everyone is Mach Rider. And the uh, the box, uh, or rather the game description, couldn't have gotten it more wrong because Mock Rider is actually a female. Oh, that's been that's been like it's really? the that's original. Canon? It's the original Metroid uh, twist. Uh, before Samus Aran was ever revealed to be uh, a woman, Mock Rider was revealed in the verse Mock Rider game no to be a woman. Uh, oh, if you wow. score a high enough score, she takes off her suit and reveals. This incredibly revealing outfit, uh, which has no respect for women, actually. Well, Metroid did that too, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like Mach Rider actually weird enough did it first. Yeah, right. Like Nintendo does it twice in their own R and D team, uh, and I just don't think people know about that. Might have might have been the same that. team. It's just yeah, and and again, it's like this underwear thing doesn't make sense to me. Like, could they do it to uh, Samus too? Like, well, for- I mean, I, I mean, I, I can understand the the idea that under that. Uh, that bike suit, you'd probably be wearing underwear, right? <laughs> yeah. right, right. You wouldn't be wearing a full layer of clothes. Well, maybe. The, the, I don't know. Some I'm, a shirt. Like, <laughs> it's the future. Yeah, I mean, there might be radiation poisoning. Games, so they're obviously just going to like try the sex cells point of view, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They got violence and action. So, yeah. I hope but I didn't spoil the game for anyone there, but I just had to get that out of the way because it's, it's a whole different game when you realize Mock Rider's a woman. Is it though? Well, no. The <laughs> game plays exactly the same and everything like that, but you just realize that, like, wow, even after all those years of knowing that Samus is a woman and, like, Metroid fooling you the first time, you're like, ah, they'll never get fooled again. I'll know the next time there's a woman in a video game. And it's like, nope. They all just walk past Mock Rider. Being fooled twice. Uh, okay, so that's Mock Rider. And uh, just a weird note Nintendo also made a race car toy in, like, 1972 called Mock Rider. 
and, and they're nothing, like, hey, but it's a race car. <laughs> it's a race car toy. Yeah, you know, Nintendo used to make no. toys before no, I they know, made, but, but it's like, not a motorcycle. It's not a motorcycle. It's like an F one car, if you can imagine being like that. But you know, you just just like pull it back, rev it up, and then it goes. It goes like spinny for Riveting. a little bit. That it's, sounds sweet. Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> nothing really happened. I can't imagine what that retailed for. But remember, that's just a reminder that like Nintendo was still thinking about the toys they had made. And what they could do with that stuff, because, you know, Duck Hunt came from there. I'm sure they learned some re- lessons to make Rob that way. So they're still using those toys. And who knows, maybe there are still some old toys for Nintendo that are just going to find life in like this new Nintendo Labo series or something. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping somebody would respond. No, I didn't uh, no, it's okay, it's okay. say that. Uh, all right. So let's move into uh, first impressions. Remember, these are just your initial impressions the first time you played the game. Based on what we've seen so far with these NES games, this was pretty impressive, like the way it looks and feels. Um, you kind of get this like on the edge of your seat racing game feel like like you want to lean in the direction you're going. And uh, I think that's we haven't really had anything that felt like that on the NES yet. So that was my initial impression. And I will later tell you my immediate after slightly more frustrated impression followed by my Better impression. Wow. Oh, I whole saga. A roadmap to Joe's ideas. <laughs> that you make yourself. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's a creation mode. Uh, Sean. My first impression of this game is, first of all, this is fast as hell, and this is wicked as hell. <laughs> like, I am, this game was, if I was born, if I was around at this time, this game would be made for me. I love the aesthetic. I love post-apocalyptic shit. I've been playing like three Fallout games at once right now. It's two minutes <laughs> it's, to midnight on the Doomsday Clock. North Korea is going to bomb us. This is for me <laughs> at this point in our lives. It's just so funny that like we've been following your Fallout journey just like vicariously, like throughout multiple episodes. Like you've been mentioning, like I was playing Fallout Three, then you're like I skipped that. I'm going to Fallout One. Now you're like here I am playing. Did I talk about Fallout One in the previous episode? Yeah, yeah. last last week's episode oh, wow. you talked well, about Fallout. Yeah, 1. well, this is still this is a, a good time for me because uh i just love post-apocalyptic and i like racing games and and i also liked road rash on the Sega genesis so it's, it's a good uh combination great uh sam uh so my first impression was that i was a little bit intimidated because i mean i got a mock rider first of all that's pretty cool and i gotta save all these people but also there's um, I mean, there's everything. I did the the first mode first. The, what is it? Fight mode first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, fighting, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the main story, and um, if you can call it a story. But yeah, I did that mode first, and there's just all this stuff on the road. You know, there's like, uh, you know, there's every there's all this stuff on the road, and you have to turn, and there's gas you have to use, and then there's also uh, gear shifting, and there's just all this stuff <laughs> off the bat, and I I was it's just a lot to take on, but. That I got over that pretty quickly. Cool. But that was my initial impression. And I'm with Sean here. Like, this game is just so, so cool. Like, <laughs> like, that's my initial impression. It's just like, even the music right when you start up and that theme when you're driving is just like unreal. Yeah. I, this great, is the first game. Great that, music. It's the first game I feel like a badass. You know? Like, <laughs> like, like, what other NES game makes you feel like you actually are like in control of someone who can, who can like do some damage? 
balloon fight. Right, I, but not. Like, you know, it's like those balloons had it coming. Yeah. Balloon fight does not. You know Ice what? climber, it's like those guys are just like random snow mountain I enemies. guess the closest you could go is Kung Fu. Yeah, but uh, even... Oh, wait. Joe's got something. I think I said in the Duck Hunt episode... <laughs> quote, you feel, you you feel, feel like a badass or something yeah. like that. Shooting like innocent ducks. Sorry, I, I just love... I'm sorry I just always bring up Duck Hunt, but I think I was talking about the clay discs. You okay. feel like a badass. But, <laughs> no way. I don't know. Somehow, don't to it. somehow, like shooting down evil forces known as quad runners is a little more badass than taking down innocent ducks that just happen to be in your way. <laughs> or, or discs of clay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's more so. I'm just saying that's the oh, last no, one. Oh, no, I understand. Yeah, that was the first one that made you understand why Americans like to have guns. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I was shoot clay discs. Okay, so that's initial impressions. One thing that Joe and I need to get out of the way, though, real fast, is that, like, the gear thing is something everyone needs to learn, like, quick. Because right. you might turn off this game yeah. before yeah, you oh, ever yeah. start right. playing it. Can if you I, don't learn that. Can I run through uh, my first, like, three minutes in this game? Yeah, doing that, can you work it into the objective a little? Okay, so the objective of of Mock Rider, at least the first mode, is to uh, get through a course um, relatively unscathed um, while also shooting the uh the competitors the the quad the quad, the runners. quad runners yeah not competitors shooting the quad runners avoiding obstacles and going hella fast um but here's the problem <laughs> when i first turned on this game i didn't turn i didn't read the manual didn't know what those numbers were at the top so i was just holding the accelerate button i thought that was as fast as i was gonna go that's that's the problem me and joe yeah, had yeah. too and i so, think this is like a problem everyone has so right. you gotta read the manual <laughs> thank goodness sam the manual smith is here sam tell us what happens with the gears uh you change them you start in one and then you only go so fa- like you only go so fast but you hear your engine revving and then you press up and down in the d-pad to change gears and you go you press up to go you know to a higher gear and you can hear your car shift or your your um super bike shift, which <laughs> right. is really cool, especially when you're going you downshift to do a curve or something. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And it goes boo. It's it's really cool. I got a nice little. Uh, However, uh, I, like what you what happens to make you realize that you're playing the game wrong is that there will be quad runners that come up behind you and just. And just run into you and you explode. Yeah, if right. they go faster than you and they touch you, then you die. And that's what I was alluding to before, where after my initial great impression, I was like, wait, this sucks. <laughs> because you can see them coming in the mirror, but it's still almost impossible to dodge them. It's like frightening. It's right, like yeah. you see them and you're trying to like get <laughs> right. out of the way, but you just, you just can't move yeah. fast enough. Uh, and then once I realized you could shift gears, I was like, okay, this is great again. Mm-hmm. But um, I wish, uh, yeah, I think reading the manual makes a world of difference because then you know off the bat that you can do that so let's talk about the fighting course first that's the first mode uh there's 10 sectors and it starts off really interesting where it like shows you your path options and you choose between path a or path b it's basically spaghetti so you can't really tell which path is which, but yeah. you, there are, they are two different courses. But And what I found interesting, too, is like I took like both of the introductory um, paths and there's not like that much difference. Like you said, it since it looks like spaghetti, it's just like the amount right. of turns and stuff like right. that's what yeah. you're comfortable with, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there's no way of like, you know, on your first try, like knowing like, oh, this is the easier path. Like, and I don't even know if that's like a, a guaranteed thing no, that yeah, one's I mean, easier than the other. I feel like even when you're playing them, it's hard to tell what the path is doing. 
you know it's yeah, not like right. oh and here comes like the yeah, big loop thing part, you just yeah. it, you're just kind of taking it section by section right and and you know when you're in gear four that's like you're going so fast that it doesn't you know it doesn't even matter like you have to just kind of when you see a turn coming it's hard left mm-hmm. hard right uh i think that like for me the strategy during the fighting course which is you know again you're just trying to get to the end of the level without losing all your lives which you cannot do in, in the, the first, first one, in yeah. the first level which is nice like the Wait. very first level you can't lose all your lives you, oh. don't have lives you don't have lives yet. You get lives in the second oh, level, okay, and, cool. the, and then from there you can immediately lose. But you're just trying to get to the end of the path, and and I like that objective. But you're also trying to like shoot down cars for points, shoot down uh, yeah. barrels, I'm shoot shooting. down rocks. Uh, I don't think you can blow up the rocks though. No, no rocks you can't. Are indestructible. Rocks are also aren't in the first level. Oh, okay, yeah. that's but, good. Um, I was. I'm now that you're mentioning this. I think that I went about the fight mode all wrong because I was. I played a lot of endurance and solo, mm-hmm. and in those you want to go as fast as you can the whole time. Right, but in fight mode you just want to finish and you want to survive. So I feel like I went a little bit too fast in fight mode, so especially I considering f- its lives. I, yeah, I, I had that's assumed I mean. that fight mode was more about shooting as many things down and getting the points. Because I deliberately didn't do that because I was like, I just want to see what each level is. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just. I'll just try and get through this. Yeah. I would also um, like to note, we keep saying shooting, but that's not the only way to take down the, the yeah, quad you runners. Like you, you them, can block them, called, yeah. make them run into the barrels. And I think that's so cool. I'm yeah. glad you said that because I think like a bad version of this game, especially because it's such an early it's NES game shooting. too. No, but a bad version of this game also would have been like any collision with an, uh, with an oh, enemy of any yeah. kind blows you up. Mm-hmm. You know, like even if you get them from the side, you will, your car will be destroyed because it's just two collision objects being detected. Yeah. But Mog Rider took added- the time to be like, hey, if you're on the side and you bump in hard enough, they'll skid over to the right, hit the barrel, and yeah, blow right. up. And and you get the points. You have energy as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that, that that aspect, like that mechanic of 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 a vehicular battle just by road bumping rage. into each other. Yeah, yeah road rage. Uh, even like, not aspects, maybe some aspects of Twisted Metal, of just like bumping into each other is what made me feel like a a cool guy, like a pretty cool guy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely liked bumping them into stuff more than just shooting them yeah. down. But I do think like shooting them down is pretty cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's be real. Even the way you die in this game is like badass. Yeah. Like, you just <laughs> explode slowly. You explode like, and then reanimate. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but then you like, that's a thing in the come future. back to life. It's, yeah, like, it's not like in most like games you would just like pop pieces. back in, but they actually took the time to reverse animate the explosion, putting you back together. Yeah. <laughs> it's great particle effects. So uh, just to wrap up the fighting course here, uh, every time, every level gets a little harder than the ones before it. The quad runners don't become any like more interesting. They just change colors so that like instead of one shot, it's two shots, yeah. three shots. And then finally, the last one requires four shots. And those are the black cars. But I think that they take six, six. OK. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know where I came up with four, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> maybe I was just like, hey, four. Uh, anyway, so the, you go through the 10 sectors. Does anybody know what happens after you get through the first 10? Can I also say, uh, before we talk about that, can I just mention, too, that in every beginning of every level, there's like one short sentence about what it is, followed by, you are <laughs> Mock Rider. Like, it, it was kind of funny to me because it was like, 
Like, don't I forget. get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm mock writer <laughs> 10 times. It's, it's like your hype song. Honestly, I want a coach <laughs> yeah. to like go in and like, you know, like there's always like, you know, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose from uh, Friday <laughs> yeah. Night Lights. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want someone to just like, you know, give like an awesome speech and then at the end just be like, remember kids, <laughs> you. you are mock writer and everyone just charges out like, oh, I'm mock writer. <laughs> I want that to be like what I hear in the morning when I wake up. I just open my eyes and then I hear, you, you are, are mock writer. It's actually sad that there is no like voice synthesis in this that says you are mock writer because I would have appreciated that. But Mike, I don't know what happens at the end because I'm not good enough at this. Yeah, I did not make it that far. (laughs) So after after you get through the first 10 sectors, you get 10 new sectors. Oh, okay. No, no, no. But I think that is kind of cool. It's not just like, hey, do these 10 again. Yeah, you know, it's not like. At the end of the 10 sectors, it's like, haha, I've kidnapped your daughter. <laughs> your only daughter. But is- later that same day. <laughs> yeah. Later that same day, the apocalypse is back and everything. Like that. So you get 10 new sectors, and then you go back to the original 10. So unfortunately, for mock rider enthusiasts, there is no like uh, wrap up. There's no but- warm feeling inside when you uh, finish the game of like, you've stopped the apocalypse but or it's anything. 10. 10- and each one has an A and a B also? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's so a lot wait, of courses. What happens at the end of the, the next 10? Oh, yeah, yeah you just go back to the, no, you just oh, go back okay. to the first 10 okay. again. Mm-hmm. I thought yep. there was like a very quick, like... I don't know who gets that far. Yeah. I have no idea who gets to the 30, but yeah. that's pretty cool if yeah. you do. I saw one guy had like maxed out his high score thing, so that was cool. Wow. So that, that's fighting course. Any uh, last thoughts on that? I did the, the worst on this one. Great. Fighting. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. All right, so we're going to move right on into endurance mode now. This one plays a little differently because instead of a finish line, there's a, you know, like a you have to get to a certain amount of kilometers in a certain amount of time. However, there's still enemies, there's still obstacles. So while the objective is speed in this one, you do have to make sure that you don't continue to get killed. Otherwise, you won't be able to make it to the end in uh, the distance that they actually do. How people feel about endurance? I had a lot more fun in endurance because um, I could never stay alive that yeah. long. Um, but I think that it, since endurance is a little bit more forgiving, like you're going to make it through a few levels, uh, even if you blow up a few times, because mm-hmm. they give you ample time. And also, if um, at the end of time you can still inch forward a bit, at, at the at, when it's and- a, once the time hits zero, you just can't hit the gas anymore. It just you can slowly, still shoot stuff. You can also still yeah. shoot stuff. So you slowly and like there was one point at like the last level that I finally cleared um, where I wasn't there yet and it hit zero. And during that, um, that slowdown, I finally cracked oh, that nice. cam. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that that was uh, the way it worked. Yeah. That slowdown feeling, though, is like it's. It's gut wrenching a little yeah. bit when you start to just slow down and you're holding down that accelerator because you never let off of it. You know, you're like, oh, I need to. And like, if anything, I will, I will ramp up to gear four, cruise through that as much as I can, and then if I see like a turn coming up or something, I'll attempt to go down to three. Yeah, but yeah, I can't. You can't do one and two. Like, no. it's it's just not worth yeah. it. One I two, think those are there just to to get up to speed, right? Yeah. But not only just to get up to that speed too, though, but also to like prevent someone from just going top speed so quickly. Yeah. Like if there was only a two gear thing, you just go right back up. I, I kind of wish it wrapped. I kind of wish that you could go up again to get to one from four. Okay, you know what That'd I mean. Be bad for your bike. 
Yeah, I mean, I know that's not how, like, how, but you, yeah, on a bike, you could easily, you could, like, I mean, I don't know, I ride a motorcycle, but you could, uh, you could just switch to one. You don't have to, like, right, you don't you're have not on a controller where you have to switch and go, duh, 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 like. But you do if you want to have a good time on your bike. <laughs> you know, like, even though you can change from, like, fourth Joe, back just into because first. you are the mock rider doesn't mean you can decide how the motorcycles work. Well, it's a super a bike. It's not a magic bike. <laughs> it's the plunger, the whole plunger. One yeah. uh, other uh, quick aspect of this game that, I think uh, pertains to what we're talking about with the gears. Um, once you go through parts of the uh, parts of the course, it will immediately freeze over. You just go into an ice storm, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to be a lot more careful, or you will just end up in in the in shoulder. The side, yeah, I love how that slippery it works yeah. too. It's it's a little better than the oil and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, there's even f- after you get to the like, I think it's after two levels where there's a little bit of ice. There's one level that's just the entire level is ice. Really? Yeah. Um, it's I think I got there on solo mode. OK. But, um, I just wish that there was an option to choose to go immediately into an all ice level from the beginning, because I think that that like being able to practice on an all ice level would be really convenient because I found some things that. I think help out a lot. Like you do need to just when you're going into a curve on an ice level, you got to downshift. And I was even letting go of the gas. Yeah. And I was trying a uh, a trick that I learned from uh, F zero, which is when you go around a sharp turn, you just tap a instead of mm-hmm. um just to get a little bit. Yeah, of a just throttle. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that a little bit, letting go sometimes. Using and Using your balloon fight skills too. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. But. uh yeah, endurance mode was my favorite mode. I'm going to speak out against the uh like being able to select ice levels though because I just think like, you know, in a way that's kind of like uh, I wish there was a way to just get to 84 in Super no, Mario Brothers so that I could practice well, that level. Like pipes. I wouldn't want them to They got the warp zone. I know, I know, but it's like, you know, it's only nah, what, that's four that's levels a, into it. That's fair. I just but, like wish for me that no, I No, I know, I know, cuz I think that is frustrating when you get up to a certain point. I I'll say this for the endurance mode, there is like, you know, to Sean's point, you can you, it's a little forgiving at first, but I'll say that once you get oh, to yeah. like 45 kilometers, yeah, yeah. you got to be trucking. You got to be, yeah, you got to yeah. be doing pretty good and you got to have minimal deaths. Mm-hmm. I also found that if you spend more time in endurance mode trying to shoot things than trying to finish the course, you'll get a higher score. Like when I went through a couple of times, sometimes. Oh, yeah, because just... you're getting so many points just for the distance you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't get more for like finishing faster or anything or additional distance you don't get uh like leftover time yeah right right i played it a couple different ways i played it once where i was just trying to avoid everyone and get to the finish as fast as i could and then i played one where i was trying to shoot everything and i got like triple the score when i was shooting everything we'll move away from endurance course and talk about solo course very fast because it's not much to talk about. It's same the same mode. As endurance, but yeah. without any enemies. Without any enemies. But, uh, Sam, you seem to have liked this one the most. Well, not the most. I think I liked Endurance the most. Oh, okay. But, uh, Solo, I felt was really good when I was trying to come to grips with the game. You know, when I was trying to figure out how to how it works, really. I think you really learn from Solo more than anything else. Like, yeah. I think Solo was where I felt more in control of my bike. Like, you were talking about tapping A and stuff like that and mm-hmm. figuring out about downshifting. That's, like, where you learn how that, to drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's if only there was like a uh, you know 
a driving test for, you know, <laughs> I don't know. No one actually wishes for that stuff. Like I remember in Gran Turismo, like four, you have to get your driver's license before you can even drive a car in that game. And it's so annoying. Some of the tasks. So thank goodness in mock rider, it's like, there are no laws. So you both like left the modes that you were playing and then moved over to solo for a bit. I don't. I wouldn't say I left him. I, I think I tried each one of them, and then in solo, I was like, I'm doing pretty good in this because there's not a lot going on. Yeah. So I, I did that one. I think the interesting thing about that is Nintendo usually structures these early games with like mode A, easy; mode B, yeah. challenging version of easy; mode C, totally different version that's a lot harder. You yeah. know, right. if there is a mode C. But for me, it's like this last mode is almost like what should have been at the top, just like a training wheels kind of thing. But what I think is really cool is kind of like that. Like, I feel like in a lot of the games that we've been playing, A and B have been kind of similar, but one's like the hard mode, like you just said. Mm -hmm. But this, I felt like these were distinct modes, you know, with different objectives. I'd say A and B are distinct. I mean, yeah, I think that... Well, I would just say that, like, to me, whatever, that's the point I was making is, like, Mode C, the uh, solo course, is actually just, like, the Game A version of Mode B, the endurance course. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, right. Sorry it's almost upside is, down. Right, from what yeah. Sorry it's confusing to anyone at home, but, like, basically it's, like, you know, Mode A, Mode B, Mode C, and in this one it's Mode C, Mode B, Mode A. <laughs> The, the the picture that you clicked on to listen to this is probably the screen that we're talking about. <laughs> Hopefully. But I might make it that woman. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I basically just went from... I, I played all three modes to try them, and then I actually just went back to... Um, what's the first one called? Fighting? Fight, fighting, yeah. yeah. So that's the one I played the most. So really, the second and third mode, I just played enough to like get an idea of it. But the okay. first one was the one that I really was like trying to see how far can I get in this. How'd you do in the first one? Just curious. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I got, I think like to round nine or something. I wasn't. Oh, really wow. Hey, very yeah. nice. This was after okay. a lot of, a lot yeah. of trying. That's um, still pretty good though. And I, I did I, not have a very high score. What was your, what uh, was your, your tactics? Did you go fast? Did you go slow and then speed up I, when there were I guys was, or something? I was or? going relatively slow until like people started coming up which is pretty quick. Yeah. And I would go, I think gear four is as much as I could. It's like fair to, um, it did take me a while, though. I I definitely had to restart several times. Um, okay. But yeah, I think it was just kind of shifting between fast and slow and like not worrying as much about time and just worrying about like being careful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got to uh, like round six, I think, or sector six. But I think I would have kept going in that if there was even just like the slightest bit of story because again like this world is so cool i would have loved some lore or something like that like mm -hmm. just anything like to on the, on the screen it's like you arrive at a town yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah one there. exactly you like something back. super yeah. small i don't need anything in the mode itself like yeah. i didn't need a boss or anything uh i just thought that like that would have kept me going back to the the premiere mode the fighting course whereas for me the game became more of just like this is really fun i'm just working i worked more on like endurance and solo than fighting i think like round six for fighting and i was done Right. One thing I, I would like to say, since we're kind of talking about this, the, the setting again and the, and the story or lack thereof, I want to I think that Nintendo was kind of self-censoring themselves because this world shouldn't. This isn't an alien invasion world. This is like th those um, quad riders. Those are there should be people like I think that the fact that they've made them aliens was so that you aren't just brutally massacring these people on the road <laughs> right, right. and making them something other entirely. Um, but I think that the soul of this game requires them to be other like 
post-apocalyptic wastelanders. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's how I played it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There is another mode in this game. They are really packing this one in. And this one uh, is what makes this game part of the Black Box uh, programmable series. This is the last one of the programmable games, if you remember. The other two were um, Excitebike and Wrecking Crew. We all seemed pretty jazzed about the Excitebike one, enough to get us drunk on calling it an essential game at first. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, no more. And then uh, Wrecking Crew, Joe made some incredible levels out of that. I'm still blown away by those. They were really well done. I do like course creations, which I was excited about... Did you did you know one. going in that there would be a course creator, or did you I stumble did. into the title screen and just be like, "Oh my gosh!" I knew because after in the weeks after the Excite Bike episode, when I was feeling all that guilt, I was looking up <laughs> and seeing what other course creator racing games there were, and I was like, "Oh, there's another one, the Fouling Year." Yeah. Um, so, Joe, since you uh, are the level designer around here, if you will, uh, what were your thoughts on design mode? Uh, I thought the course creation was very easy to make, very like intuitive and easy to make cool twisty turny you know um tracks and whatnot um and basically just so you have a have a picture of it you have two screens sort of and on the top screen it is blank and you you select which tile you want to put something and then you hold b to select on the bottom screen where you have a bunch of different options of like what tile to put there um so it's pretty simple um and i was like oh this is really cool until I went to play my course, and it's it's kind of disappointing. Like, yeah, like yeah. you guys were saying you earlier, really, you can't really yeah. tell. Yeah, you can't tell it's your course, and there are all those obstacles. While I was creating the course, I forgot about all the obstacles. You yeah. can't add them; they just randomly generate on your course, depending on what like level it is. Because that's another thing; it like adds it. You just keep playing it until, like, but in the different settings, like you play it in the desert, and then you play it in the. Like the jungle or the forest or whatever that is. I think the only thing that this game in general needs to make it more like the course being a bigger part of the experience is uh, it needs like a mini map in the corner. Like there, I think there is real estate on the screen to put that there. And I think as long as you have the, like at least a rough approximation of the course in front of you in some way, you like that anticipation of like, Oh, there's that hairpin turn. Like, I have to get ready for that. That will affect the game for you in, enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah. I wonder if that's, like, a a, a limitation of memory for the it minimap. Probably is something like that. I can imagine that being pretty strenuous, but I think later games might have something uh, like that. Yeah. I do think that's a great idea, though, Sean. It's something I didn't ever consider being a problem in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I think just going back to something that uh, we talked about real fast during the beginning, the design mode thing that needs to be said again, is that, yeah, it's super easy to do this, and I love how, like, you'll pick, like, uh, you know, they give you a bunch of different options for the lengths and turns of your track, and then even after you pick that length, it'll be like, hey, here are the only remaining, it'll only highlight the options that you could possibly use to continue your track. It won't let you try to make, like, 
some ridiculous thing that won't be able to be finished. It mm-hmm. always lets you t- it always tells you like, okay, you can use from these four options now. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. However, it's just even though it's so easy to use, it's so unimpressive at the end of it, just because it, it you know, the game, we were talking even about the speed that you go and stuff like that. It doesn't feel like ownership mm-hmm, of your right. own course. It just feels like a randomly generated thing when you get out there because yeah, you might remember that you were like, Oh yeah, I programmed a left turn and then a hard right turn. It's like, you might remember that, but I think it's different in excite bike when you're like, Oh yeah. And then I put the big hill and yeah. then there's mm-hmm. a strip of grass and there's a booster on the left side followed yeah. by the right side. I think they really, it really could have benefited from something where it's like I'm gonna put a piece with rocks here, or yeah, I'm that's auto generated. I'm gonna add, um, I'm gonna add like lots of barrels over here, or this is gonna be an ice section over here, or something uh, like that. That would definitely yeah. be a memory issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think like, but, sure. no, I think I understand what you're saying. I think that the way I would have gone about that, and again, this is someone with no programming knowledge, is like you would create the course first, mm-hmm. and then similar to like how you, in Excite Bike you were actually like in the excite bike mode placing your stuff yeah it'd be cool if you then went on the course as mock rider and like drove forward and then like cycled with b mm-hmm. to cycle through your things and you would place them where mock rider was oh that'd be right. a pain that'd to be drive that would take forever it yeah. would but i mean you're only you know like if you think about it even the course is nintendo designed it's not like they were like and we're gonna put the rock here Some because this were, is though. exactly yeah. where people will be but there was there was one level i don't know if it's only i only got far in the first mode i don't know if it's in the other modes but where there were a bunch of rocks like diagonally like striped down it Mm -hmm. and i was thinking like oh when i create a course i'm gonna do this and then while i was creating my course i totally forgot that like i'm not adding any of this like i don't have any control over like making Mm -hmm. a cool obstacle pattern or or whatnot i think they just have a couple different patterns that are just like modules or something like that and then those are randomly picked from as you're driving Mm. that's just me uh speculating but I, that's what I think it is. Yeah, I do think it's cool that you get scored based on your custom tracks, though. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's fun, and again, it's a huge problem here with the uh, NES versions of these games. But you can't save your course yeah. uh, because there's no disc system to write it on, and I think that that's just funny yeah. that Nintendo did that. But at least they let you make them at all, mm-hmm. right? But if I'm if I'm being honest, uh, I really love everything else about mock rider but if i as much as i love course creation i think this one's kind of pointless yeah like because once you make it it's not unless you're making like a straight line or something (laughs) yeah i didn't do that but i should do that We've been talking a lot about Mock Rider, and I wasn't expecting anybody to mention it, but Sam talked about it a little bit. Anybody feel like the reason why there's not any more Mock Rider games is because that's what F-Zero became? 
I don't know if that's what I said. I think I said Mario Kart or something. No, you were talking about how in F-Zero you were pressing A oh, and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that. Yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. mean, like, you know, F-Zero really feels like the evolved form of Mock Rider. You know, like, being an actual racing game taking mm-hmm. place in the future. and It's a different you, kind of future. And, like, you play as Captain Falcon, like, like an identity kind of thing. Like, I, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a totally different kind of future. I just feel like it'd be weird to have a Mock Rider game and a F-Zero game, Ooh. like, together. What if they're alternate timelines of each other? Ooh. One is post-apocalyptic Don't and the other that. is like a pristine. That would be so cool if there was an F-Zero it. RPG and like, you know, where you team up with Mock Rider. It's like F-Zero X Mock Rider. That'd be so cool. Even just like Mock Rider. And I'm, this might exist because I'm not too big on F-Zero. But like a Mock Rider character. They have like a Batman like character in F Zero, so mm-hmm. why not Mock Rider? Like Mach that would Rider. be really cool. Dark Smash. What's his name? Shadow. Uh, <laughs> Sean wasn't expecting anybody to mention that, but yes, Mock Rider was originally considered for Smash Brothers. Uh, they the were trophy gonna, in Melee. Yeah, they were gonna put him in Melee. Actually, uh, her in Melee, and instead they went with Ice Climber. Oh, it's so disappointing. Mm, I know. Well, I think like Ice Climbers is probably a little more unique uh, for for the fighting game because they work together yeah, in tandem. I'm, right now, I, I mean, I don't think I could tell you what Mach Rider looks like. You just see the back sprite. Yeah, you only time, really like. see the full sprite of Mach Rider in the arcade version, right. and then of course her her clothes version, <laughs> right. clothes version. You think she'd be on the bike the whole time? I think it would be so cool if she was on the bike the whole time because that would <laughs> that would separate her from Captain Falcon. Yeah. You know, because otherwise they are kind of the same. And again, that's the F-Zero parallel. I just think, like, I'm saying that F-Zero is a spiritual successor because I want an excuse for why Nintendo hasn't made another one of these. Like, Mach Rider 2 would be really cool, especially in today's... It could be open world. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. I hate when people, like, just default to the open world. No, I'm just kidding. But what if it was open world, okay? (laughs) But also, like, Burnout Paradise-style... Where, like, races just happen uh-huh. all of a sudden. Like, you're just driving around in this open world, and then it's like someone just challenges you to a race, and you got to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it sounds like no one else wants to talk about Mach Rider 2, so I'll get off that. <laughs> Speaking of 2, did you guys know that there is another racing song in this game? No. Other than the iconic... Uh, one that we all know and has played probably by now in the podcast episode. There is a second song that only happens in like levels nine and ten. So you got to get really late. So, Joe, I don't know if you picked up on it when you were on round nine, but it plays really yeah. late and it's pretty cool, pretty ominous and just nice. That, like yeah. it just shows up all of a sudden. It's like, oh, this is this is kind of freaky. Like I've been <laughs> hearing this other song for so long. I feel like that would mess me up. Why? When, when I'm playing just because I would hear something different. And then just not know How what's going shift? on. Yeah, <laughs> but Sam, you got to. Didn't you get through ten levels of, uh, no, I don't of think the other so. mode? I don't no, think so. Please, oh. endurance. It's impossible. To really? Get through 10 I got, got to forty. Like, I got to the all ice level. I'm not sure what that is. That might be like seven or something like that. But I didn't get super far. Okay, so before we move into the essential games list, anybody want to talk about their high scores? Uh, I feel like we all like this game, so we probably were pretty good at it. Uh, I finished off endurance mode. Yeah, endurance mode at around sixty-eight thousand, and I felt pretty good about that. That's not actually impressive by any means because mm-hmm. I've seen online people easily topping like three hundred thousand in this, but sixty-eight thousand for me felt pretty good. So um, I don't know what you got on fighting. I I, I, I did not. I did not play fighting enough to give a, enough. a score. Yeah, I think I got uh, like that's why I. 
I'm going to give an estimation. I think I got like 28,000 in fighting. Okay. Um, but endurance, which I played the most, I got 85,290. Beautiful. Um, wow. on the, and I ended, I couldn't quite make it to the end of the 48 kilometer level. Um, so I, I was proud of that. I liked it. Yeah, it's funny. There's a 20,000 point difference between us, but I, I think I was also on the 48 kilometer one. So I probably should have shot more stuff to mm-hmm. Sam's point than just continuing to drive. Yeah. Yeah. So when I played uh, endurance, like I said before, I tried a couple times to just go as fast and as far as I could. And then I tried uh, just shooting a bunch of stuff. And when I tried shooting a bunch of stuff, I got my high score, which is 108,810. But I also didn't get that far. I only got to like the third level or something like that. Wow. Yeah. So you probably, if you continued to try with this method, you would score a lot higher, you think? I think so, but I think I was more reckless at the same oh, time. Oh, okay, so you weren't so, able to. So I, I think I actually had the opposite experience. I got really, really far to level nine, but the point of this one is to, the point of fighting mode is, I, I assume, to get a high score, but right. I was like, I just want to see the levels. Mm. So I was under 60,000 at level nine. Because I was just going slow, not taking things. I was just avoiding things and yeah, just yeah, trying I mean, to get in, to the in finish In fighting line. course, though, too, especially, like, the 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 quad runners are a lot of points. Yeah, I think it's like a getting. thousand yeah. for each one yeah. that you shoot. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was high scores, and I think uh, that's about covers it, so we can do the essential games list. All right, guys, it's time for the essential games list. This is where we talk about if games are still worth playing today. Games as a concept. Uh, no, no. <laughs> NES games. Are they still worth buying today? You know, Mock Rider came out in 1986. Some people like Nintendo want to tell you 1985 is just where they can celebrate the anniversary earlier. But <laughs> who are they? Yeah. Who We're nostalgia. They? Yeah, yeah. They're just Nintendo. They mean nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're going to determine right now if this game is essential. The way we do that is we all just vote on it. You need, uh, let's see, there's four of us here. You need at least two to get it into the essentials, but we're usually a lot happier if three people do it because mm-hmm. then it's like the overwhelming majority. So, uh, Joe, take me through your essential game. This is a great game. Uh, I think it feels like it's way ahead of its time. I don't know if uh, if you guys agree with that, but I, I feel like it was from a later time than it actually was. Uh, not to bring more controversy on the release date, but, but you know what I mean. You just did it. it feels ahead I'm, of my, it feels ahead of its time. <laughs> um, so I think it definitely has a lot of influence on later racing games, um, and I think I'm adding it to my ever growing list of games that I would highly recommend, but wouldn't say is quite essential. And that's because I think, first of all, there's the course creation mode that doesn't doesn't hold up. And I, I don't know if it's necessary to come back and play this. I think there are a lot of other better racing games out there that build on this a lot more. It doesn't. I think it I think it feels awesome for what the time it is, but I don't know if it would necessarily hold up to like a modern game. So if you if you could play if you want to play a racing game, it doesn't have to be this, but I would recommend it. Okay, Sean. All right, I'm going to list a couple games that you can play and get a similar uh, experience. Uh, First, you can play Road Rash, which we've mentioned a few times already um, for that motorcycle experience. You can play Super Off-Road, The Baja, which is a pretty good-looking Super NES game uh, that has a similar play style, but it's off-road trucks. Uh, Then you can play Twisted Metal if you want some vehicular combat. And then you can play Mad Max on PC or Xbox 
one or whatever. Is that actually good? That is actually a good game. Wow, very cool. I would I would play that game. Um, and you can get a similar uh, aesthetic experience or gameplay wise. Um, I'm not saying like I I love this game, but it is it has been iterated upon enough that there's no way this is essential. Um, it's great, but people have been making these games for a while and a lot better. Same. So uh, I mentioned this before when we got the question from Milwaukee uh, that I I do enjoy racing games a lot. I play play Mario Kart a lot. I was a big Need for Speed guy for a little bit. I didn't mention this before, but um, played Underground Two. You know, I played Carbon. I played some Burnout games. And I like racing games, and this game it doesn't feel like a racing game. It feels like an arcade game. You know, and that and I think it feels good and there are mechanics in it that are challenging, but things that I think that I can improve upon, you know, and it's, it's on my essential list. I think that I I really do think this is a special game. And I, to be fair, I didn't play those games that Sean was mentioning before, but um, if you want like a pick it up and play around kind of deal that without getting like stuck into like, you know, a, a tournament or like a big, kind of racing game i think that this is like this is a great time to do that not great time this is a great game for that kind of opportunity very cool so that's one vote uh, i'll say this about mock rider there's you know there's games that came after it uh one that definitely comes to mind is like outrun for sega then it's like sega i've got a ton of ports sega genesis sega cd probably sega saturn but the arcade is the notable version i think what sets mock rider apart from those other games is it's it's early roots in the NES. It's way to make you feel like a badass. It, you know, like turning on that game, playing it, it feels kind of cool. I think this is like a lot of what a retro gamer thinks of when they play games is that they want to feel like this, but this game actually emulates it well. And I think that if you aren't a retro gamer, but you want to get into these older games... This is actually one of our, you know, with the with the exception of probably Super Mario Brothers, just because it's a game that's so simple and intuitive that anybody could play. I think Mock Rider is really a game that uh, stands up today for the same reasons it did back then and doesn't feel outdated, even though the, you know, like the graphical limitations and the fact that there's no like map or anything like that. Like, I think what what's in there is enough to get anybody going, even in 2018. I'll say that while we were talking about games like Outrunner, uh, outrun the interesting thing about mock rider is is that there's also like a fighting element to it you know you're shooting this gun and you have to take down uh the quad runners and you have to try and avoid obstacles it's it's a little more different than your standard racer uh and for that it's not really a racing game it's it, it does have arcade feelings but it also is kind of something pretty unique for this time and so to me if you're someone who's looking to get into retro gaming and thinks that like, you know, it's really cool that these games used to exist. I think mock is like the perfect game to tell you like, yeah, these old retro games are still cool. And so for that, I'm putting it in the essential games list. There it is. Wow. Wow. It's getting a vote in there. And so two to two, so not decisive, and who knows what will happen down the road. Right. But I definitely feel really good about Mock Rider being in there, if only because 
when I turned this game on, this is the first time I've ever played Mock Rider. I I knew that like, wow, this is cool. Like, yeah. I would love to see more games like this in the NES's lifespan. Okay, wow, that's uh, I I feel I feel very conflicted right now because I really really like this game, but I just don't know if it qualifies. I don't know. Yeah, I I think I said this about Balloon Fight, where Balloon Fight, I I voted it down, but I'm happy with it being in there. I think it's okay in there. Um, And this one, I feel the same way. But for some reason with this one, when Sam was voting, I was like, yeah, I think this deserves a one out of four. Like, I think this is good, but I'm not upset about this being in there, but I think... I think I put Balloon Fight closer to it over Well, I think I, if, if you're asking me for my personal right. preference, I do think Balloon Fight is a much more unique game to this day. Right. But I still think that, like, Mock Rider hasn't been emulated in the same way right. that, it, and, that and, it is here. And Grant, it is kind of silly for me to compare Balloon Fight to <laughs> right. Mock Rider. No, right, right. And, <laughs> and that's what's interesting. I will see that I wasn't taking into account the overall feeling that you get when you play this game when I decided to vote it out because yeah, I still got that, like that power trip of like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the mock rider. I'm, I'm the one that's going to clean the post-apocalyptic streets um, that <clears throat> I was surprised that I got, but just because there are so many other games and although I know that you're, you're saying that this is still a unique experience. I still think it's a great experience. I, just, I guess I just didn't think it was unique enough. Okay. I, I think that's fine. I, I like this open discussion yeah. afterwards of mm-hmm. how we feel about it. And that's the whole thing about the Essential Games list is that ultimately, you know, each listener at home is going to take away something different from this. I think we're all saying that at this point, it's definitely worth checking out for yourself Yeah. to, to see if you'll like it. But I, I guarantee you there will be some people who are very happy hearing mock writers on there and other people who have been playing this since 1986 and saying, I can't believe that they think that that's a good game, <laughs> you know? And so that's, what's just really interesting about, you know, opinions in general. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. I think, uh, I think that's all the time we have for this episode of nostalgia. Join us next time for urban champion and be sure to play it yourself. If you can, for more nostalgia, please subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen and be sure to check out nostalgiacast.com. That's N E S T A L G I A cast.com. There you'll find links to the show and show notes, as well as our other platforms, such as Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for your support of Nostalgia. We thank you for spending time with us. Maybe write in a letter with a question or something to contact at NostalgiaCast.com. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. Do you have any cotton candy? Do you know about that candy burrito? I was burrito? just going to say that. Wait, what? <laughs> the candy burrito? No, I don't. You take a bunch of candy, like gummy bears and shit like that. Yeah. And you lay it all down. Melt it. Take a, couple scoops of, take a couple scoops of ice cream, and you wrap it in a burrito that's made out of cotton candy. Yeah, before so like you eat, of eat it, you just throw up all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is it a screener cleanout season? 
What? Is it screener cleaner yeah. season? It's just the pile of screeners on your Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed oh, to yeah. watch them unless you're in the Academy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Honor system. Yeah. Then you have to snap them in half when you're done like, watching oh, I them. I could ask Mike if I can snag, and then there's, like, nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> you can snag anything you want, but, yeah, there's probably nothing left. Yeah, it was, it's all just, like, American Horror Story Roanoke. <laughs> Isn't that like four years old? Honestly, the best one. <clears throat> That's what I've heard. I've never watched any of them. I mean, either. I've just I haven't heard anything. I, I said honestly, though. One. I was just being. A I will never believe you. He's rolling. You're rolling. Okay, great. Uh, oh, oh, that kind of rolling. Yeah, no, they see me rolling. <laughs> they oh, I thought you meant like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like like Molly. Yeah, Lil Zan. No, Molly. Oh, can you roll on on Zan? I am rolling. Do you roll on Zan? What do you do on Zan? I don't know. How much? Do you trip? You don't trip. Hey. Good. Mock Rider, do you have what it takes to mock all those different people? That's Great. not very nice. <laughs> also, it's the future. <laughs> That's going at the end of the podcast. <laughs>